Welcome to the Branding with Video podcast, your one-stop shop to take your brand to the next level. If you're ready to learn the best tips and tricks in the industry to dominate your brand and become legendary, you've come to the right place. So strap in, listen up, and let's do this. The hardest thing is figuring out what you're passionate about. If you figure out what you're passionate about, work gets really easy, work gets fun. That doesn't mean that it won't get hard. Figure out what you love and then go and do that and try to provide value. And most people are not fortunate enough to ever figure that out. But if you are that person, like you're a very, very fortunate person. Welcome to the Branding of the Video Podcast, where we help you to turn a YouTube-based podcast into something that scales your business and your personal brand and helps you to reach your goals. My goal for you is to help you to pursue your passion, turn your weakness into your strengths, and to make a legendary impact on the world. Today, we have Gary Bird on. I'm super, super excited. Gary has been someone who has, <laughs> Gary, you've impacted me in a way that not a lot of people have. I was thinking about it today. Gary runs you know, an eight-figure agency. You have two podcasts. You have another business you're running. You have almost 100,000 social media. You've done so much. And so we're going to learn a lot today. So, so thanks awesome, for coming man. on Thank the show, so Gary. Yeah, no, I love what you yeah. do. And you always have so much knowledge. And I love picking your brain. And yeah, you're doing a great job. I know that you're going to build something awesome. And I know building a business is hard. It's no matter how you slice it, it's always tough work. So I know you have a lot of uh, plates that you're spinning and you're definitely on the right track, man. I'm, I'm excited about what you're doing. I appreciate it, Gary. What took you into like, hey, I'm going to use social media to build my agency and to really build my business? Yeah, so that's a great question. So first, I, I hate uh, social media, so personally. So before <laughs> COVID, I was not on any social media. Like if I had a page, it was just like to ghost people and kind of lurk, you know, in the background <laughs> and look at stuff. And, yeah. And just watch and, and a lot of people, I think a lot of people do that, but I didn't, I wasn't on social media. I didn't, I didn't use social media, um, personally. So that's, that was pre COVID then COVID hit and I got a lot of extra time and I said, you know what, I'm going to hop over here to TikTok because a lot of my clients aren't on TikTok, and I just want to see if I can grow a following there. And I want to see if I have ideas that are compelling to people or not. And just on a standalone, not because I'm attached to anything else. So okay. I just started doing videos and it was horrible. Like I, I was like, why does nobody want to watch my videos? Because I, I, I had no idea. I had no voice. I had no anything, no experience. So I just basically, all I did to win was I said, I'm going to post three times a day, no matter what. And it didn't matter if I was busy and I just had to like crank out a video or if I was taking time and editing it and all those kind of things. But I just wanted to make myself post those. So for at the beginning, I was posting 21 videos a week. And that was very painful because most of them were just crazy garbage. That actually helped me get over the fear of like what people think. I was all, it doesn't matter. So I was using stupid filters and just doing like stupid stuff that I normally wouldn't, yeah. I, I definitely wouldn't post now. But, um, so, but once then I, one day I was just walking and I said, yeah, this is how I built my agency and I did it for under a thousand dollars. And now we're doing over a million dollars a month. And I just walked, I was walking around and it took off. It got like 30, 40, 50,000 views, something like that. And all, I got all these followers and I was like, Oh, okay, cool. So I'm going to talk more about that. So I started talking yeah. about, here's how I'm growing my agency. Here's what's working. Here's what's not working. And then it, it became too much time. Like it was too time consuming. So I said, how can I shoot this? Like in my environment. And I said, every, every twice a week I had to drive to my kid's school. Um, and it took about, I, mean, I live in Southern California, so there's tra traffic. So it took me 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back. And, and so while I was in traffic, I would just film and I have a Tesla. So it's self-driving and I just sit there and I just talk to the camera and I'd literally just post it. And those did so good. But then Tesla started, or not Tesla, um, uh, TikTok started banding them because they were like, you can't do this. And I was like, Ugh. like, I thought I figured it out. Like, I'm like, this is the ultimate hack. Like I'm, 
I'm I'm min-maxing my time like to, to the nth degree, right? Yeah. So over time, then I just started doing day in the life. So what I would do is I just set up my phone and I'd set up my office. I have cameras over here and just set up and I would just film. And then at the end of the day, I'd spend 40 minutes, edit it and post it, right? Like every day I would just do that. I'd just film my day and then post it. And those did really well as well. And then I started learning how to tell stories in those rather than just say, this is what I'm doing today. Yeah. And those did well. And so eventually I got up to like 70, 80,000 followers on there. Um, and then I was like, I'm the kind of person I have ADHD to like the max. Once I know, I know how to do something. I don't want to do it anymore. So, yeah. uh, it, it, so I was like, okay, I'm done. So now I'm moving back. I started filming more podcasts and now I'm cutting those and I'm trying to figure those out and I'm starting to do it. Like they're starting to hit better there. At first there was like five views, 10 views, but now they're like a thousand views and I'm moving up. So now what's cool is I get to now I'm mid maxing my time. So I'm talking with people like you on a podcast and then somebody else is going through and editing all of it. I'm building the relationship with you. I'm also getting reaching into your network now, right? Cause it's mm -hmm. always B2B. So I'm getting into your network when you share and you repost and all those kind of things. And I'm killing two birds with one stone. Um, and I'm getting better at that. I'm still not, we're still not good yet. My goal is just to like overwhelm. I want like five, six, seven posts a day on all platforms vertical videos written um linkedin has done really well for me right now i'm getting yeah. about like 25 to 30,000 impressions a week posting one time a day i don't know yeah. if that's like for me it's good right and yeah. i'm sure other people are doing way better um but um for me that's good and then all i do to do that content is it's either they rewrite the stuff i did on my podcast or i just shoot a quick voice recorder to my team like hey this is a thought that i have and they write it up nicely and then i go through and just adjust it a little bit um and then uh I post that so that's that's what i've been doing um the top of mind awareness that social media brings i think is super valuable and then the other part is uh the other part is that it gives you authority so people assume that you know how to market if you're a marketing agency because they see you all the time so i i get people tell me all the time like you're always in my feed like every single yeah. day you're in my feed on one platform or another and that's kind of what I want, but it's hard because we're paying a lot of money for all these people editing all the videos, all the people managing it, and there's not direct sales from it, right? Like none of the stuff, if you watch my stuff, I don't sell anything. And so you have to learn how to indirectly make it valuable. And that mm -hmm. I think is really tricky for people. And then new people starting, you're not going to be able to post eight times a day. Like you, you, you know, the Gary V. Just post yeah. three videos a day every day of just high quality on every single platform. It's like that's that's really really hard to do if you're running a company. Like it's it's yeah. it's possible, but you're gonna not you're gonna sacrifice somewhere else. Yeah, I think a lot of gold in there. We'll have to dig in. Um, but I wanted to hang on to this because I like you as a solopreneur because I'm very much in the same position that you were just describing. Solopreneur. I do have contractors. I do have agencies that work with things like that. But I mean, at the core, it's just me. So how much? And maybe not me, but you know, others like me, how much do we focus on posting on social media, you know, from your experience? I mean, honestly, you don't need social media to build a business, right? Like it, it you just don't, and you don't need it. Like I've done it. And now yeah. it, you can, it does, it can help. Right. So I know people who go out and they'll post and they get three leads and that's awesome. And then they need three more leads and they kind of use it that way. That's good too. But you got to have your, vo you got to really know your voice and know what you're building. I also know other people who have millions of followers 
and have to work a side job because they can't generate revenue from those millions of followers, right? So I don't yeah. think there is a one-size-fits-all. I don't think that... I think we see like the Alex Hermosi stuff and we go, oh, yeah, it's just like that. He's he's paying, like I saw a video, I think he's paying $50,000 a month in team members to produce that content. And all we see is the shorts, right, and the tweets. Mm-hmm. But there's so much money being invested into that that it's insane. Like for an individual to try to keep up with that... It's just suicidal. Oh, no, I totally agree. And I think it's, I think it's interesting. I'm on one side where I love social media and that's kind of my thing. And that's what I like to do. You've built a business, you hate social media, but it, it still has a place. Like yeah. it doesn't matter what direction you're coming from. Yeah. Um, but I think you've done something really interesting that a lot of clients that I've worked with did it. I just didn't realize they were doing it until I watched how you were doing it, but you're using a podcast, not, not just for exposure, but to create these strategic partnerships with, yeah. you know, maybe potential clients, maybe potential partners, partners, referral partners, things like that. Can you walk us through how you think about that a little bit? Yeah. So actually when I did my first podcast, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know. This is why I have this whole setup is because I was like, I'm going to build a podcast. So I like invested in all this stuff, tried to, took forever to figure out the sound and the quality video and all that stuff. But I just wanted a space that I could walk into and not have to touch anything. Uh, and once I had that built, I said, okay, I'm going to do this podcast. I don't care if anybody watches. All I want to do is use this to get in front of potential people that I want to work with in the industry that I'm in. I'm in dental marketing. So in the dental industry, that's number one. Number two, if they do share it, I'm going to tag them. So if you come on my show, I'm going to tag you in it and you share it. You're more than likely working with dentists because you're, that's why I brought you on the show. And mm-hmm. if I can get five or six eyeballs from your network on it and that, Oh, I trust Zach and he's talking to Gary. So I, by the default, I trust Gary. I was happy with that. Right. Um, so I think that's a really valuable play. I mean, we do it and see people don't think this way, but we do this all the time. Think about your favorite people that you've watched or you followed where they had trust with you. And then they brought somebody on you've never heard of before. And what did you give them instantly? Trust. That Hmm. trust is actually bridge. And, and yeah, if you can do it at scale and get millions of views, of course that's better, but I'm in the dental industry. So you're not going to get millions of views. I just need tens of views. And then our podcast started doing better and better and better. So then we started getting hundreds of downloads and then we started posting shorts and those would get, you know, thousands of views potentially. And you know, even if I get a thousand, I'm happy because again, that person sharing it, they're putting it on their stories that, they're sharing it on their LinkedIn. I'm getting in front of Dennis and people are going, there's that Gary guy again. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm mean, that's my goal. Yeah. I have a lot of questions for you. Cause you do like, I mean, you have a team to help you with this and you mm-hmm. you've perfected each one kind of like to the degree that you want. TikTok, yep. podcast, YouTube, like you're going through these, learning them. If you could only pick one and you're like, you get one platform, which one I guess would you focus on for your business? I mean, both for personally, business, but also to help your business. For yeah. So I kind of have two different things I'm doing. So I have dent, I have dental mar- a marketing agency, but then I have agency growth engine and that's just helping. That's how you and I met just helping agency yeah. owners. Um, and which helps me get better. Right. So I meet better talent. I meet awesome people like yourself. I would have never met you if I didn't, if I didn't start that. And so, yeah. so for, so I answer that two different ways. So for the dental side, I'd say either Facebook or, um, LinkedIn. Uh, Facebook is Dennis. love Facebook. There's tons of Facebook groups and stuff like that. I personally, 
out of all the social media platforms, I personally hate Facebook the most. It's just like the most spammy and just, just I hate it. Anyways, and then and then LinkedIn is right there with it. The thing I like about LinkedIn is LinkedIn has like some amazing upside. It's kind of like the Twitter, uh, or not Twitter. It's kind of like the uh, TikTok of business. If yeah. you do it right, you can get a ton of eyeballs and get people interacting with you and. And it shows you like who's looking at your profile from these other companies and stuff. So that's huge. And there's, and it's very family friendly. Like some, I don't like, I don't like all the raunchy stuff that you have to sometimes mm-hmm. wade through in Instagram and TikTok. Sometimes TikTok gets better as you refine the algorithm, but LinkedIn, you just don't have to do, I don't have to wade through the garbage to get to decent content. Um, the, so that's, that's for that. Now for agency growth engine, it's, TikTok, like we built a 500 person community just with TikTok, and and it's pretty active. We have uh, masterminds with probably now about 20 or some odd people, and they're all agency owners. That's all built on the back of TikTok, all of it. I tell people a lot, like pick three and then have an email list. And this is, I mean, depends on where you're at, but yeah. it sounds like I mean, you really don't need three. You need one that you do really, really well, and yeah. then kind of leverage leverage the other ones. Yeah, um, I think I think also like learning learning your voice, learning how to do it in, in, in a way, especially for me up front, I didn't have the team to help me up front that had the answers. So I had to go learn it. Once I learned it, then I could tell my team how to do it, but I couldn't ask my team to do it before if none of us know how to do it. Right. So really learning it or hiring somebody, but you got to pay if you're, if you're hiring them and then understanding how to do it within the flow of your day. So for me doing these kind of podcasts that we're doing right now, this is no work for me. This is easy. I could do this all day long and yeah. and it's fun, right? But then splitting it up, editing it, all that kind of stuff, that's work So to me. Now, to somebody, now I have people that I work with that it's fun to them. So then they get to do what's fun for them. So just finding what works. And I really think that um, splitting off content into written form has been really helpful to me, like taking snippets of things that I say over and over and over again and then having them rewritten in a slightly different way with a slightly different look on it. Um, that, that, that's been really, really a lot of interaction on that. You said something really interesting there though. You, I mean, you're, you know, leaning into your strength and you have team members leaning into theirs. And I guess my question here is I am kind of on the opposite of end of you. Like I, I love social media. That's my first, but then, you know, this is my 10th business. So I think my strength is in creating the content and being creative that way. But I still, in order to be able to do that well and not have someone tell me to do, I need to kind of build a business around that. Um, How, and and you know me better than most people because of the mastermind that we're in, but how how do you balance that? How do you lean into your strength, which for me is the creative, but still do the other things that are necessary? Because there are times where I lean too far into that and then revenue goes down. There's a couple different things. So number one, first identifying what you love and don't love is huge. Like most people don't ever get there. And I would even go deeper than that. And I would like take a piece of paper and write down, draw a line on it. And on the right side, write down the stuff you love that you do today. And on the left side, write down the stuff that you dread. And a lot of times we avoid the things that we dread. You've been on the masterminds with us and we've, we've heard week after week where people will say, Hey, um, I know I need to make sales calls, but I didn't cause I'm working on my website or I know I need to make sales calls, but I didn't because I'm doing this. And it's like, no, you're just avoiding what you're supposed to be doing, right? Like you don't want to do it, but you have to do it because your business yeah. is going to die without it. So, and I think it's really important that you go through that because you have to have a baseline knowledge or else you're never going to be able to hire somebody. 
once you have the baseline knowledge of like, this is what I want, then you can bring in support and say, Hey, I hate doing these things. And a lot of times we don't talk that way because we're scared. If we tell somebody that we hate them, that they're not going to want to come work with us. Nothing's further from the truth. It's actually the opposite. So when I tell people like, I hate doing these things, I need your help. They're like, that's awesome. I love doing those things. We're going to work, be a great partnership. Right. And so just get bringing in support or in the areas that you hate, but you have to, to your point, you got to get to the place where you have revenue to be able to support that. Um, so I would, I would double, triple, quadruple down on the revenue generating stuff and cut the other stuff. It was me personally, cut the other stuff out completely, see what happens and, and then slowly add those back in to see if that helps boost revenue in the future. But if you don't have revenue, who cares if you're posting videos? That's my opinion, but I don't love yeah. posting videos. Like that's not, if my business disappeared tomorrow, you would never see me on social media again. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And I think a lot of the people listening here are most of them, if they're, they don't want to be on social media, they're probably starting a video podcast because of the potential of, Hey, I can get on experts. I can get on potential, you know, these networking opportunities and I can be seen by dream clients and I can build my clientele that way. So that's why they do it. I'm the opposite where it's like, okay, just, just pay me this and I will write and I will create videos and I'll, I'll do all that. But there are still things in there that I don't love. Like if I had to do it all day, like, you know, clock in, clock out eight hours a day, there are things I would get sick of. And so I do need to, to focus in a little bit more on building the business, I think. So I have, I have an agency that I'm working with. We're working on a project that could be very profitable. It's allow, it allows me to lean into the creative, allows me to do that that way. I have my personal stuff, you know, the, we are video makers, these video podcasts, YouTube, teaching people how to do video podcasts. Problem is it's not really profitable. And the, the most profitable things I can do that way are going to be coaching, consulting, things that are going to pull hours away, um, from this other profitable venture. So I, I need the hard advice. <laughs> do I let well, one just kind of stagnate and focus on the revenue or how do I balance really this? hard to scale. So exactly. You're scale, yeah. coach, like coaching is fine to do, but you have to realize like, it's going to be you and you're going to reach a plateau and that's it. Right. And there's also a, va a, a value plateau you're going to reach on that coaching side. The yeah. flip side of that is, um, you could do courses, things like that. We've talked about this before and that does scale, but it's hard because you have to build community, you have to build trust and all those kind of things too. Then working for someone else and create, helping them build their stuff out as a business. So as you're like more of an agency type person, that's amazing as long as you are being paid for it, right? And you're making money off of it. But if you're being paid commission on it and it's not working, then you have to ask the hard question of like, well, why isn't it working? What am I doing wrong, right? And you're, you're kind of betting on yourself. And I would keep, for me, I would keep betting on myself. So I would just say, I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna make sure that I create this content that's gonna generate the, these things because that's gonna create more opportunities. Once you figure it out, like, hey, this is, here's step one, two, three, and four to produce these results on your content, then that's going to, the next person is going to want to work with you and the next person and the next person and the next person. I really like the idea of just stepping out there and saying, Hey, I'm betting on myself. I'm going to get you results. Um, and I think that's where a lot of content people get themselves in trouble is like, they don't, there's a disconnect. I'm not saying this is you, but I'm just saying content yeah. people as a whole is there's a disconnect between creating content and creating content that works to what the end user wants it to do. So people are like, oh, I made a banger video and it got a hundred thousand views. Who cares? Like, doesn't mean anything. Like it literally in the big scheme mm -hmm. of things, it might mean nothing or it might equal millions of dollars. 
and or it just might make somebody feel good and they want to hire you f- just because they wanted more views. You have to figure that out and you have to provide that to the end user. On the flip side of it, I've seen people do videos that they're like, I got three, four thousand views and I made, you know, I made 10 sales off of it, you know, at a, you know, at X amount of dollars each and I made a ton of money off of it. That's huge too, right? Like there's, so there's all kinds of different ways to win. But if, if, if we're just using the formulas that we see online and on social media to define winning, more than likely we're going to lose. Like you have to get to the end user who's paying you. What do they want? And then you have to reverse engineer that. Now creators hate hearing that because creators want to make art, <clears throat> right? But like I, I went to, um, I think it was um, Michelangelo, right? He was super smart, um, lived his whole life. I went to a whole museum about him. This is an amazing story. This guy is genius. Like he was making tanks back in the day before like, like we were so far away from tanks, right? This is how smart this guy was. He's making flying contraptions and just all this stuff. He had so many ideas. He was he largely was poor most of his life. He had to make weapons to pay the bills, and he hated making weapons because he looked at himself mm. as an artist. And he had to make weapons of war because that's where the governments and the armies and stuff like that would actually pay him. And most of his life, he lived as a like as a failure. Like he questioned himself, and he said, "No one's using my stuff. No one's likes my stuff." The problem was he was just way ahead of his time as an artist. And so he had to learn how to make his stuff practical for that day if that if he wanted to feel valued, right? Now we look back on it now and we go, this guy's a genius. Like basically the way I look at Michelangelo is like somebody who understood how to build phone apps before there was internet, <laughs> right? Like, okay. like, yeah. Like somebody who was like, there's going to be this it? thing. We're going to work in this world and, and we're all going to be connected and be able to talk to each other. And people are like, okay, you're crazy, right? Like there's yeah. no value if there's no internet, if you have all those ideas. Um, in, in fact, you look kind of crazy. So there's that artist entrepreneur side of things. And I don't have the exact answer to it. I know that I'm an entrepreneur that wants to, to generate value that then in turn is exchanged for money. Um, and the creating and all that kind of stuff is just a necessary thing that I need to do. I really yeah. feel for people who look, have the artistic side of it and they're trying to figure out how to monetize it because I, I realize that they're looking at it going that kind of compromises who I am and what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I appreciate that perspective. I think it's, I don't know, cause I, I started my first business. I was 12. <laughs> I had a, a vending machine in the city rec center. It was just like a little quarter machine. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's, that's what I've, you know, my life, like I, I've always been like, okay, I need to do my own thing. Come to find out I have Asperger's. And so I don't make a great employee really don't. Um, I get really hyper fixated on the things that I'm very interested in and if I can make it work great, <laughs> but, um, this is the first business that's really worked out. And so, um, I think I'm holding on and trying to make this work it. I've made way more money in this business than I ever have in any job or any other business. So I'm, yeah. I'm doing well, so but you're going to keep doing it. Right. But yeah. the difference between. Are, I think the question you should ask yourself is, are, is this going to be a, um, are you going to be a contractor? Mm-hmm. Right. And do contract work, which is nothing wrong with that. If you're doing what you love every day and you can pay all your bills and you can save money and buy a house and do the things that you love to do, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Or are you going to build a company, which brings yeah. a whole nother level of complication. So figuring out how to generate leads or figuring out how to make this video get more views 
it's really cool. It's a technician. You're a technician. You're like monkeying with the machine, right? And and you figure out how to make the machine work. But then like you add like managing a team on top of that. It's a whole different skill set. It's like a different job. Yeah. And some people love yeah. it and some people don't. Um, but it does allow you leverage, right? So then there are the opportunity, if you can figure that out, there's a greater reward at the end of the, at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of people listening are probably like me where they work with, they have worked with clients, they are working with clients and they have, like, I have this system to help people take a video podcast or YouTube and grow. Problem is social takes a little while. I hope you're enjoying the show. Podcasts are absolutely one of my favorite ways to consume content. But if you didn't know, I actually also have the video versions of all of these podcast episodes on my YouTube channel. So if you go to wearevideomakers.tube, it'll take you right to the We Are Video Makers YouTube channel. And there's a full playlist with all the branding with video podcast videos. So again, that's wearevideomakers.tube, or you can go down in the show notes and there's a link there as well. I'll see you over there. And so results might be views, might be subscribers, but I think the lack that I've had is like, here's direct revenue output because that's, it's a little hard to find. So yeah. to the point you made earlier, maybe a course in taking that system and teaching it yep. might work. And then that way the content does pay off and maybe yep. somebody else listening, if they have that system, they can have something. Well, some, sometimes so people just want eyeballs though, like billboards, yeah. people sell billboards and it's just like, Hey, we have a hundred thousand, <laughs> we have a hundred thousand cars that drive by here every day. So we yeah. have, have 100,000 eyeballs okay. driving by every single day. Do you want to buy this space? And it's up to you to put the creative in and it's up to you to get the response from that billboard. But that's a branding play. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being the branding guy. There's there's okay. lots of people that do that really, really successfully. You just have to be able to articulate that when people ask that ROI question. Hey, what's my ROI going to be on this? I don't know. My job is just to help you get eyeballs. You tell me how good your offer is going to be. I think the problem I've had with clients and other people I've talked to, people in our masterminds, like, hey, people last three, six months and they're gone. And I mean, maybe you expect that. Maybe you say, hey, okay, my marketing needs to be such that we're getting new clients through that. But I'd much rather work with someone over the long term because you're barely starting to see good results in that three to six months. Some, I mean, I've had really good results, but people would yeah, still of leave. Course. Everybody, so. yeah. Everybody's that way. So yeah, so I would say then that's uh, managing expectations up front. Like how are okay. you managing? Like what has the client articulated really well what they want and which they normally don't on the first go, right? Most clients are like, I just need help with this. This is painful. I don't know what I'm doing, right? Yeah. And then and then over time that you need to pull, be able to pull that out of them. Like, okay, well what in a perfect world, like what would this look like? Well, I wouldn't be doing it. Okay, and then what would these videos look like? Well, they would be getting yeah. more views. How many more views? You're getting 20 now. How many do you want? I don't know, hundreds of views? Okay, cool. So if I could get all of your videos getting a hundred, hundreds of views, that would be a win. Yeah, we should be able to do that over the next four months, six months. Great. But then you always have to be going back and reselling, right? Because you're going to get to a hundred yeah. views. Now what? And then you have to go back and say, well, I can help you now get to a thousand views. Has the hundred views been helpful to your business? Well, I don't know if there's been the ROI there or not. I don't know if I want to reinvest into that. Now you have to resell it because now they have more knowledge and they have a different perspective. So I, I, and I know people don't like going through that, like going through that sell, resell, reposition, but that, I mean, really honestly, that's every business. I mean, your cell phone carrier is fighting to keep you every, every couple years. Right. And the other people are trying to take you from them every couple years, bring in your iPhone, We'll give you all of the stuff for free and it's only $50 and you can have all these lines. And I mean, they're, what are they trying to do? They're trying to leverage you away from the competition. So every business goes through that, that you have to reposition, recreate, 
reevaluate how you're bringing value to those people. And it, they change. The people that you're working with change too over time. Okay. No, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I've been binge listening to your eight figure marketing agency podcast. So we're going to link to that. So if you, That's awesome. if you haven't heard of it, you will. Um, but there's, there's so many things in there. One of the things that I'm really getting out of it is building a team is essential. Um, but it, it's, it's difficult. And so I guess, you know, someone solopreneur maybe has some contractors that they work with. How, how do you know when to start building out that team and really going for the business instead of just kind of being a solopreneur? I don't, I think it's what you value, right? So like I hear people talk about, well, I really value just being able to go down and chill on the beach. Well, don't, don't go build a team to, cause you're not going to, that's not how it's going to work. Um, if you really value going and chilling on the beach for large stretches of the day, then you should probably just be a contractor or, and, or I'll give you another example. Like I want to raise my family, like be a contractor. So you have flexibility. You can turn away jobs. You can add jobs and that, and people hear that and you can make 10, $20,000 a month doing that. Like keep that in mind that you can make really good money doing that. However, there's always a consequence, right? So what's the consequence of doing that? Well, if you lose one client, then you don't have any money coming in. And now you start over. And so you're always starting that sales cycle over, right? Like over and over and over again. And to me, to me personally, that's really scary and painful. Like I would rather build, 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 build and build out. And because the bigger you get, anybody can fail, right? There's nobody who's too big to fail, but the bigger you get, the harder it is to fail. Like the more mistakes you have to make and the harder it becomes. So for me, that wasn't an option, but I get why that's an option for other people. For me, I, I wanted to build and I had to learn how to trust other people. I had to learn that it, I don't have all the answers. I had to realize that I, it's a whole nother skill that I'm trying to build and treat it that way. I had to, there, I mean, there were so many things that I had to do. So for me, it was, I didn't want to go down the road of just getting a client, losing a client, getting a client, losing a client mm -hmm. and deal with that yo-yo and that emotional stress. I was more. I was more excited about dealing with the emotional stress of how to build a team, how to bring people together, how to, how, how to, how to do that. That, that was more appealing to me. I, I would love to be able to have the flexibility, but I think I hate and feel the more pain of when a client leaves, I have this cycle that I've got to go through to get another client. So I'd rather build a team. And I don't know if you're listening to this, where you're at, but it sounds like you need to weigh the pros and cons of that. Yeah. Um, it's a personal question, right? Like there is no, yeah. it's not a right or a wrong question. Like, and, I, and I'm, and I'll tell you this, I've realized one of my weakest skill sets is managing people. Like I've realized that going through and going, cause I get really like, I get excited and I also get really down too. like, I'm like level 10 energy. And then I'm like, Oh no, like I focus, hyper focus on things and like stress out about them. And so, and I've gotten better. Like I'm not as bad as I used to be, but that isn't good for managing people, right? Like people want yeah. steady and consistent. And so I've learned, okay, I got to have small teams. I have, there's certain people who match my energy that I work really well with. And so there's just things that you have to go through and learn like that. And it takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. So, I mean, you have, you have two podcasts now. What is, I mean, the thing maybe you expected least to learn from having two podcasts. And I don't think you ever expected that, but I'm curious what you've learned from running two shows so far. So I actually have four podcasts and I know. And, and then I go, I try to go on somebody else's podcast like this at least once a week. So I'm shooting yeah. like five podcasts a week right now. So I'm, okay. I, I, my team jokes with me and they're like, okay, what are we doing? Right. And I, it's just a way for me to create huge amounts of content. 
Now, two yeah. of them. So the, my first podcast was dental marketing theory. My second one was um, agency growth engine. And then I'm also on eight figure agency, which I'm yeah. shooting multiple episodes of that today. And then I'm doing, I'm starting a new one that launches next month called dental rift. I have tons and tons of ideas. I have a hard time framing those ideas in a non like spazzo way. Right. Like, and I think you kind of can appreciate that Zach. Like, yeah, I got all these ideas and it's like, and and it's sometimes hard for people to consume. Right. Okay. So how do I, how do I rein that in? So there's a couple ways that I've learned how to rein that in. So number one, dental marketing theory. All I do is bring on guests and I just make it about them. What's something cool that you're doing? Tell me about that. And I've gotten better and it's a skill just like anything else. I've gotten better and better and better at asking the right questions at the right time, cutting them off and going, okay, that's good. We got that. But why'd you do that? And learning how to press people in the right ways. Like, why did you do that? Why didn't you do that? And our viewership keeps growing, growing, growing. We just had our biggest month um, of downloads in August. So like that keeps growing. So I'm really happy with that. So that's easy because then all I have to do is ask people to show up and then I have somebody do a little bit of research on it and I get a little sheet and I'm ready to go. Okay, so then my next one I did was uh, agency growth engine. That one's the same thing, but I meet with marketing agencies. So then I'm actually learning. So I go on there and just, when somebody says, I do this and I don't know about that, I just learn. I'm just like, okay, well, 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 how's that work? Like, how do you make money? And how do you do this? And how do you do that? And I, I just sit there and learn. So I just look at it as this is my way I get an hour of learning every single week and that's starting to grow eight figure agency is totally different so that one's actually more derek's podcast right because he came uh-huh. to me and he said i want to meet i want you to help me grow my agency He's a, he was 18 at the time and i was like okay yeah i'll help you we got the mastermind we got the group he's like i would like to like spend more time with you though and i'm like man honestly i'm busy he was like what if yeah. we do it on a podcast and you don't have to do anything you just show up and i ask you questions because i'm just starting out and I was like, that's actually a really good idea. I said, let's do a pilot and let's see how it goes. And so that's been growing and growing and growing. And he edits it. He does all the work on it. I literally show up. He says, hey, these are the ideas that we have. So that one's really easy. But that's more of, to me, that's more of a storyline that you follow, right? So if you listen through from the beginning, you'll see like our struggles and the things I'm dealing with and the things he's dealing with. And you can really relate to the storyline, right? As we travel mm-hmm. through it. And then... The other one that I'm doing is dental riffs. This is where uh, me and another person in the dental industry is just like a total dental nerd. He, we talk all the time. So we get on the phone and we'll just talk for an hour or two about like just everything. And I'm like, well, why do you, why do you think that? That's a dumb idea. He's like, no, listen, think about it this way. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's a good point, man. And it's no energy. Like it doesn't take energy to have these conversations. So I was like, why don't we do a podcast? where it's a dental a dental rift, a dental marketing show about nothing. Like we just, I literally have three or four things and I'm just like, what do you think about this? And we just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So we're trying to get into that flow. That's really easy. Again, I'm all about like no friction. If I had to do like a four hour prep for a show and like yeah. notes and scripting, I wouldn't do it. I don't do scripting or any of that kind of stuff for any of my stuff. So um, now maybe I would be better if I did, but I just... I would rather not do it than if I had to do all that stuff. So that's yeah. that's what I've learned about those. It's just like figuring out creative ways to create content in a way that doesn't cost you a lot of time and that you can leverage different people's skills or where they're at in their journey. And everybody has value. Like you can figure out how to get value out of 
almost anybody. Um, I want to do a show. Actually, I posted a thing on LinkedIn and Facebook. I want to do a show where I bring on dental offices, dental groups, and review their marketing for free yeah. and tell them like, hey, this is what you're doing. But dental people don't like being put on the spot like that. It's not like TikTok where, yeah. let me review your TikTok page. And people are like, well, eat it up. People yeah. don't want to be thrown under the bus like super hard and they don't want to embarrass their mar- current marketing company or the current marketing people. So I'm trying to figure out a way to do it uh, like without revealing who I'm actually talking about. So I'm like working gotcha. through that. I think that might be valuable to people in the dental industry. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think I've actually started... I don't know if it'll be a permanent thing, but I'm going to do a series where I take someone who does a video podcast and like coach them for a month and just like one hour each week and break down, Hey, here's what you can do. Like, cause it's helpful. Like if someone's anywhere close to them, it's like, Oh, I'm I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. Like, and I think of things that I maybe have just, it's a habit at this point. So that's a great idea. I've actually thought about like, I think that's amazing. And I've actually thought about like, how do you do that in like a 10 minute format? So that way everybody knows these podcasts are just 10 minute things about how to make mm-hmm. your podcast better and just coaching like boom, 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 boom. Like I think I think there's a play there somewhere like where you're doing one-on-one coaching but really quick and choppy, yeah. like just really straight to the point of like you're doing a podcast, this is what you stink at, this is what you're good at. Boom, 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 boom. Now fix these things and let's talk next week. And then yeah. watch the growth from that when they implement it. Like that would be so valuable to podcasters. You know what I mean? I didn't know you had the other two. How long are your podcast episodes? I know yours are like 45 minutes-ish. Yeah, I always book them for an hour, but sometimes they're 20 minutes. Sometimes they're they're 40 minutes, 50 minutes. Okay. I'm just curious because you said 10 minutes. I've been kind of thinking about doing like mini clips like that, but most of mine end up being an hour. But I I like to listen to one, two, three hour podcasts. That's me though. If if I'm hyper fixated, I don't think more people... More people are probably the 10, 15 minute. I'll yeah, to, I, I never get through them all. I want to get through them all, but I never get through them all ever. Like, and, but okay. again, I think where the value would come is you're offering solutions without all the fat, right? So there's yeah. there's a lot of fat in this episode here, depending on what people want. Now, if you just want to mm-hmm. listen to a podcast, what we've been talking about is great. But if you're like, I just want value for this thing, then you have to wade through a lot of stuff to get to the value for the thing that you're looking for. So that's where I think like those 10 minute like shows, like an actual show and you figure out, I'm just going to shoot this in 10 minutes and I'm going to provide value in that 10 minutes. Like it would force you to do something different. I I really like that. The other thing that I've been doing that's been really helpful is I'll go back and listen to my shows and Mm -hmm. I know in like the first five minutes, I wouldn't listen to this. Yeah. And then I'm like, why? And I force myself to then go in and go, this is why this was too boring. This was too slow. I didn't cut to the chase. And so that's been really, really helpful to me is cool. Just turn it on in the background. Cause that's how I listen to my podcast. I just listen as I'm yeah. working out or I'm taking a shower. Or I'm going to the gym, whatever. Right. Um, and so I'll just turn on my podcast and it's me. And I'm just like, so I'm shortening the beginnings. Now I'm, I'm coming in, putting more value at the front, um, putting more action packed stuff at the front getting right into the point. No, like, Hey, how's it going? Let me go over your resume. And <laughs> yeah. Gary, Gary's a CEO of da, 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 da. like yeah. none of that, like cutting all that out. Like I'm learning that that's how I would listen to it. And so far that's been helping. Like every time I make those changes, it helps people listen longer and gets more views. I like that. I think that's, it's the, I mean, craft or journey of being a creator that you're going, you're not just creating content to put it out there. You, you actually want it to be really good content and, part of that unfortunately is listening and reviewing and 
and self-reflecting, which you do really, really well in business, and you've translated that into content creation, which I think is awesome. Real quick, is there is there anything that maybe I should have asked you that you'd wanted to share? The hardest thing is figuring out what you're passionate about. If you figure out what you're passionate about, work gets really easy, work gets fun. That doesn't mean that it won't get hard. But figure out what you love and then go and do that and try to provide value. And most people are not fortunate enough to ever figure that out. But if you are that person, like you're a very, very fortunate person. And, you know, money, if you're trying to measure life by money, um, you're, you're going to be disappointed because the success that money brings is not money is just a tool and it's just a, a product that gets produced based off of value, but it doesn't always mean something's good or something's bad. Right. And so, um, if you're chasing money, I've seen so many people like, I just want to get to this benchmark and with money and you should have goals and all those kind of things. But what ends up happening, one of two things happen, either one, they chase it and they never get it. And they're very, it, it, it's very discouraging. Or number two, they, they do, they do get it and they realize, oh, it's not what I thought it was. And everybody told them that, right? But it's just like they didn't, people don't figure that out. If you can just figure out like what you actually value and what you're good at, what your gifts are and apply that, you'll, you'll usually be successful. And, but again, you have to define what success means to you. Um, and everybody's different. I don't talk about dental marketing a lot cause it's super boring. <laughs> so, um, if you're looking for just dental marketing stuff, you're probably not going to get that from me because again, people try to do that and it's like the boringest thing ever. Um, so I talk mo mainly about marketing and really more so even more than, than marketing tactics or strategy, more about business and how to actually enjoy what you do. Um, that's mainly what I do. I don't make any money off of that though which is interesting. Like I don't have a service to sell for that. I just think it brings the most value to people. And then yeah. like, Hey, if you happen to be a dentist or you happen to be an agency that wants to come to the mastermind, great. Then there's value there. And the cool thing about agency growth engine on the mastermind side, it's all free. So we don't charge for the mastermind. We don't charge for the discord community. I don't charge for anything there. Um, I just want to bring value to people. I've been very, very blessed to be successful in my business. And I set out at the beginning of uh, in the last year and said, I just want to help as many agencies as possible. Cause it is hard building an agency is super hard and super stressful. It's one of the most taxing things that you could probably ever do. And it's really hard to piece everything together. It's not easy. And I didn't have any help doing it. Like I didn't have, I couldn't go onto YouTube. There wasn't stuff there yet. There wasn't all the you know, the, the clips and motivational clips about how to do it, you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. So I just yeah. kind of grinded and, and yeah, it stunk for a long time and I wanted to quit and I wanted to give up and I didn't feel like it would ever end. And I thought I was trapped. I thought about just giving up and just going and getting a regular job and, and I didn't, and I'm thankful for that. And I want to help people through that part as much as possible. And I think I'm decent at helping motivate people through that. Like I, that, I think, um, for whatever reason, that's what God has given me the ability to do. So that's what agency growth engine is about. And if you're a dentist and you want marketing, then you can call me and I can make money off of that. So you brought up a couple of good points where you need to make sure that you understand what it is that you want to do. So if you want to learn how to build a business around something that you love, I had Evan Carmichael on and he turned our interview into a personal coaching session. And he taught me how to easily make mid six figures with a consulting business around something that I love. I will see you over there.
Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already listened to some of the past episodes, I wanted to give you a couple of options. So here are a couple of guest episodes that you might like. On episode one, we learned how Sev grew to 1.1 million followers on TikTok. Episode three, how to make money streaming on Amazon Live. Episode five, we learned how Chris Doe grew to 2 million subscribers and what he would do if he were starting over in 2022. Episode seven is how an 18-year-old built a five-figure a month business on TikTok. And episode nine is how to grow and monetize your podcast. I hope one of those sounded interesting to you. If they did, I'll see you in the next episode. If not, make sure to go to the show notes and connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know who my next guest should be.